the Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Paul, he's Ronnie, and I'm going to be skint from ordering that beautiful new top. A huge thank you to Morris Malpass for being our guest last week. Brilliant stories from a brilliant man who now has the Malpass cooler named after him at the Dode Fox Podcast headquarters. Join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, new kit, European opponents, pre-season continues, midfield maestros, butcher away, rumour mill, loan report I hope, community trust and on this day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up in episode 151 of the Dude Fox Podcast. Hi, this is Morris Malpas, and you're listening to the Dude Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dude Fox Podcast with the older, wiser, still looks like Freddie Prince Jr., and a little bit more moneyer, Paul McNichol, and the still suffering for Friday, as you could probably tell, Ronnie Costello. So, another year older this week, Paul, eh? Freddie Prince Jr. look alike yourself. Freddie's Freddie's no edged well then, has he? He really he's been up against it. Do you want to remind us? Do you want to remind us of that story? How that come about? It was Barry McHugh. He I think it was at the the anniversary dinner. He, he was up. He was like, "You look some. You look like somebody." He couldn't have quite remember his name, and then he, he spat it out. And I think me and you just howled like we were like, "Are you you sure you can what Freddie Prince Jr. is?" <laughs> but uh, he was adamant about it. So hey ho, I'll take it. Freddie's a good looking man. He's a lot better looking than me, and he's he's got he's got some hair on his head as well, which uh, I'm not fortunate enough to have. So I will take that uh, comparison. Indeed, and uh, forty nine now. Hmm. Minus four. Forty nine. <laughs> How was uh, how was your birthday? What was it like turning forty five? It was as painless as any other birthday has been. And uh, where we met Katie, she got me a a wee fox stuffed teddy. So I've got a dode fox stuffed teddy now. So I'm over the moon with that. Nice. Any of the best gifts I got. What else did you get? Talk talk to us. Presents. Let's go. Well, I got vouchers for the United shop, Rondo. But we'll touch on that when we when we get to speaking about the new tap, the new strap. So. Uh, people know me well. They know that I like that, that that I've got a love for United and spending money in their shop. So they got me vouchers for the shop. You're hmm. easy, yeah. You're easy. I'm the easiest man in the world, Abafa. Correct, correct. Right, you've mentioned the new kit. Fire on. Beautiful. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. I know that people have. It's no, it's no as universally loved as the one. I think it was maybe the first one that Macron. Bro, was it uh, the one that kind of took took on from the VG kit back in the day? But I think it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, I get people's criticisms about the sponsor not looking great, but it's what it is. Like we're sponsored by them. There's there's no much we can do about it. At least it, at least it's not a big red color box in the middle of the of the kit. And the issue that people have with the long sleeved version is that the Macron sign goes right down the sleeve. Obviously, you want three stripes if you want to recreate the actual uh, league winning top, but that you can't do that. We we're no sponsored or we're no manufactured for Adidas, so you were never going to get that. So this is there we nod to that classic top. Unfortunately for for some, but I think the short sleeve version is absolutely beautiful. Um, do you want to tell us what Leo's criticism is of the new top? Leo isn't a fan of the sponsor because there's a wee bit of green on it. 
so that's uh, I, I don't know Kenny's where his dislike for the colour green comes from maybe because he's grand's a Celtic fan I'm, I'm not sure or maybe because his old man's telling him that green's the devil I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure but he's he likes the top he's obviously he's going to get the health strip of course he is he gets everybody's strip we spy at us but uh, uh, me personally I think it's class what about and, yourself and Grant's obviously disowned being a Celtic fan uh, 1000% one, one like I kind of wait till the green away strip comes out they'll see how Leo gets on then um, <laughs> I really like the nod to 83 but yeah I mean I, it's more the sleeves that, that on the long sleeve that kind of but seeing it yesterday it was like well it's quite tidy but then I've never seen any long sleeves yesterday though did you because it was bloody roasting but, but then my wee brain was thinking we've seen some enough for something like this and I know people are going to obviously 83 no no cast your mind back to 07 08 Hummel Hummel mm. we the stripes or the arrows doing the sleeve that's yeah. what it reminded me of that's yeah, what it reminded yeah. me of playing I didn't mind a playing top but I really liked last season's like I thought it was really good we liked the one before it I didn't mind the Nike in eighteen nineteen after the brown sleeves I didn't mind the black bands on the on the strips like I didn't the 14-15 top was quite nice the 13-14 the should have won the Scottish Cup quite a nice kit this seems like a really plain nod you know 0-9-10 with the Cabrini remember that Nike, mm-hmm. that was uh, obviously quite plain as well. I'm not, I'm not massively, yeah, I like the nod. It was just a long sleeve. I saw the marker on it. I went, oh, man. But again, don't attack any fashion advice for me or indeed yourself. Oh, but, or me, no. Uh, no. Miles, miles away from the camera. Yeah, well, like the nod too. I like the DUFC, you know. Um, it, yeah, it, fine. But I just really liked last season. I think that's the only reason I kind of thought because we'd done something really different. And this yeah. was like, but I like the story behind that. I like how the wee video. I quite like, I'd love to see what Heggy wrote in the note. I hope mm. he put, I hope he put, hi Ryan, get it up yeah, Heggy. Uh, FTD Heggy. Aye. Yeah. You've not, you've not got a carpet named after you or something like that. He does not. There's no Edwards pile. <laughs> no, 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 this guff. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's, um, cool. I like, I like how the shorts went back to the normal, the new badge. The logo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a tangerine socks as well, always a winner. Of course it is, yeah. No, I, I think it's a really nice strip. Uh, I do. Uh, my my criticism of the whole thing. Uh, there's, there's <laughs> Here we a, go. And there's, that's it. Like as Ron said at the start, like I've been a, I've been in an affy money mood recently. I don't <laughs> care if it's old age or or my sir back. Uh, I really don't care. But I've, I've been moaning about <laughs> nearly Ahan. I would say Ronda. nearly Ahan. Oh, uh, pretty much Ahan. Pretty uh, much Ahan. You, I mean. God knows what it's like in the house because it's hard Ronnie enough. Ronnie will text, morning, how are you? Uh, basically, tell me to show his puss. So I'm, mo- I'm moaning about Ahan. Mm. But the, the issue that I hear with you is I think it's quite pricey. Like, And I think it's it's maybe even on a par with, with other strips. And when you, when you compare it to strips down south, like it's it's obviously it's a, a bargain. lot cheaper. But, <laughs> uh, it's a bargain uh, in comparison. But I just think 55 quid, I mean, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how how the, the, the cost of these strips have, have went up and up and up constantly. 60 quid for the long sleeves. Mm-hmm. I don't know, for me, that's a bit pricey. Uh, it's going to cost me £87 for the hail kit for the wee man. Like, and you could say, ah, he's a bairn. Ah, but he's, he's, he's no bairn sizes. Like, he's an adult sizes these days. So so that's just for him alone. If I get in my cell, I'm 55. And that's just for, like, the him kit. And the rest of the family. Obvious, 
<laughs> no, they, they they've ordered. They have not even ordered mine. Yet. I'm I'm still uh, I'm still a wee bit peeved with that as well. And the reason I'm pissed off with that is because, as I says to you, I got vouchers. So I've got I'm sitting with about a hundred pound of vouchers for the United shop to buy his strip. That's not how it works. <laughs> not to buy my strip and his strip, but I can't I can't use them to get the the new strip because you can't use them when you're pre-ordering for it. So you've got to pay cash and apparently when the strip comes in hopefully on the 11th of August uh, you know why I hate your discount right now yeah been through this there's no, nah there's no there's no discount this season or, or or it'll come at a later time when the <laughs> club decide when they're trying to get rid of dead stock or something something bizarre like that but nah you can, I can't use my vouchers to get it so I'm going to hit a pony up the door to get something that I, I didn't think I'd hit a pony up door for and nobody's getting it until August. Like, well, he played two games in Europe. Well, he played about three league games. No, we'll get it the I day just, of the second leg. I just, I just think it's, I just think it's madness, Rondo. I, I don't understand. Like bespoke. It might be bespoke, but there's no, there's no reason for it, in my opinion, to be out so late. Uh, I just, uh, you, you'll never convince me. I think it should be out in June. Personally, yeah, well, honestly, I, I think it should be out in June. For the club to say, ah, oh, well, we were hoping to get it out for like the 30th of July or something. Mm. To me, that's still too late for me. Get it out in June. It's going to be, if there's any left in the shop come March, they'll start reducing it in price because it's only two months away from being the old strip. Get it to the fans earlier. Make it a wee bit more affordable, in my opinion. But the, the actual strip itself, I love it. And I'll definitely be getting it. I think you're moaning, Mare, because you can order the strip because she'd already maxed out your credit card Ben her strip. That's what I think's going on here. That's that's a complete fallacy. You're just mugging stuff up now, Rondo. It's because you're just... You've took the higher ground because I've got vouchers, so I will wait to spend those vouchers. Well, if I, if I do wait, like, hypothetically, if I do wait, I don't have to order it. Are they going to get an... Like a massive amount in on the 11th of August, so that I can just walk down and bet. Or they're only going to get enough to fill the orders, and then you're going to wait until about September, October. What? I mean, what we're talking? I just think it's a bit of a shit show, and and I don't even. I'm not even. I'm criticizing, but I don't care why I'm criticizing. I don't care if it's Mark Ron's fault. I don't care if it's United's fault. I have no idea how these things work, but we seem to be late every bloody year. And yes, I can. Some people are like you're moaning about. It's only the strip. Why cares? I care, and my bairn cares, and a lot of bairns care, but they want this strip, and they want it as soon as the bloody old season's finished, usually. That's just the way it works. Are you done? I'm done. <laughs> can move on. Uh, our potential opponents for the UEFA Europa Conference League have been narrowed down this morning, which is quite exciting. Uh, we are unseeded in Group 3 of the draw. Alongside some teams I can't even pronounce uh, We'll face a seeded team In the third qualifying round Which will be decided by the eventual winner Of the second qualifying round tie uh, Fixtures in the second qualifying round uh, Will be concluded By Thursday 28th of July So basically when the draw happens tomorrow Or Monday as you listen to this On the 18th at 1pm We'll find out Which two teams we could Or which possible out of two teams we could be facing and we'll know when we're home and away so we can work that out so Basel or Baal depending on who your pronunciation is for Switzerland mm -hmm. they play Crusaders for Northern Ireland 
we've got AZ Alkmaar for Holland and uh, they play Tuzla City Tuzla City who I've never heard of in my puff they are for Bosnia and Herzegovina never heard of my life Royal Antwerp for Belgium they play Drita who are from now I did know this earlier on are they for uh, Kosovo Kosovo yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, CSK Sofia for Bulgaria and uh, Macedonia for Macedonia. Uh, okay. I mean, it's not the best selection, let's be honest. But um, what we're going to do about it? It's no Kazakhstan, though. So, uh, I like personally, I'm just hoping for something as easy to get to. Well, you're, uh, you're looking at then what? Northern Ireland, Switzerland. Holland, Belgium, Bulgaria. I can't see it being Northern Ireland if that team's got to get past Bal. Correct. I can't, I can't see that. that so we're either going to, so we're going to Switzerland in that game. But that's that's probably the most expensive in that we could get out of them. Are we then going to Bosnia and Herzegovina or Holland? Holland. I think I think that they would be the better team. You would think, but uh, Antwerp will beat Drita for Kosovo. Yeah, yeah. And For, we've got history. We've got previous on Antwerp. Kosovo away. Just looking forward to that. And Bulgaria or Macedonia? Uh, I can absolutely hee-haw about Macedonia. So uh, maybe a wee week doing sunny beach in Bulgaria would be just the job. <laughs> That's exactly Probably on the other side of the country for that team, but, but hey-ho. Aye. Yeah. Well, the draw takes place, uh, like I say, Monday at one o'clock. Um, the ties will be played 4th and 11th of August so let's say we will find out if we're at home or away first and then a potential opponent out of one of those pairs uh, extra time penalty share required after second leg winners advance to the UEFA Europa Conference League playoffs um, one thing I did see earlier on the day maybe late last night is that one of the teams was actually down it was, it was one of the Greek teams uh, mm-hmm. Which are, have now disappeared, whether somebody got it wrong or whatever. But th- thank Christ, because when you're looking at flights, that was a nightmare to get to. The rest yeah, of them, you seem to be able to get to. Uh, yeah. But Greece knows so much. But yeah, it's one of them. Uh, it's probably a lot of teams in there, but wouldn't have picked. Uh, mm. But I mean, I, th- I would, I would think Ball and AZ Altmar are probably the better of the teams Ball of also I mean they were Swiss League winners I'm surprised so pre- um, they're in this this competition yeah and it's amazing somebody said this morning as well that how have teams that are seeded in like the round before us it's like I've no idea uh, I don't care how it works ne- ne- I've, I've ne- never took the time to actually read it or try to understand ne- I don't care no I don't care enough eh? I don't care so no. just just get the drama yeah. see what we've got and we'll deal with it yeah I think it'll be uh, I think either way I think it's going to be an expensive expensive one there but Ball have got the biggest stadium so uh, yeah. <laughs> that's about the only but, thing good for Switzerland that and Cuckoo yeah. Clocks and Toblerone so I mean who, what does not what does not we could bring Danny McGinley back some Toblerone <laughs> in say, the fridge Ball Stick it in the fridge first, of course. Right. Of course. And if it's hard enough, I could sneak up behind Ben and, and wall up on the head with you. I was going to say ram up his arse, but if you want to do that, you... <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be a crime. Uh, I think ram up the head with you would be a crime <laughs> well, as well. In t- to be fair, I think either way, 
It's not, it's not going to work out good for him, eh? <laughs> Old Ben. So uh, that's the Euro, Euro draw to play when you're listening to this. It might already been done, but it's one o'clock um, and it's done for uh, Switzerland, uh, I would think, tomorrow. So that'll be quite fun. So anyway, pre-season continued. During the week, there was a friendly in uh, España as we took on uh, Port Vale, got beat 1-0. Dylan Lever got injured, missed the game yesterday. But our focus has to be on yesterday and what was probably the first pre-season friendly at Tanley's for a few years because normally we're in the group stage of the cup now I made a bit of a mistake I made a fox pass I made a wee faux pas last week and I said mm-hmm. I hate that shitey cup but I clearly meant I hate the group stage of the cup the cup itself has got its merit but to no be in the shitty group stage yeah. is so much nicer and Sunderland with the results Championship Sunderland um we're in town, Alex Neal, of course, the manager. At the time when I was going into the game, I didn't think I knew many of their players, but I looked at the team sheet and there was a lot of names. Pat Roberts stood out, kind of knew him. Uh, Ross Stewart, who I was calling Ross Graham early on, <laughs> and kind of knew him. And the rest of them, as the game went on, I was like, <laughs> excuse me, I would Google a name and go, ah, that's him. And then the big centre half they brought in, they just bought the other day, so... Um, a team full of talent that are going into the championship, but what were you expecting going into that? Uh, I, I wasn't. A, I was obviously looking forward to it just to get back to Tannadice to see the team, see the new strip. But I wasn't. A, I didn't have any expectations. People were asking us before the game, "What do you think the score will be?" So I wasn't really first. I just because it was a friendly. You just you want them to get a wee bit of finish. I thought there would be a complete overhaul at half time with the team. I thought we'd maybe see like two elevens coming out uh, during the game but that never really happened although there was a lot of subbies from the end of the game uh, I just didn't want to get scalped and I just didn't want anybody to get injured that that was my my hopes for the game yeah and uh, started with you know when you look at the starting lineup, you know you've got um, Ericsson played and then you're playing which for me out of possession was certainly a back three back five but in possession looked like a back four. It was a, a strange transition that was going on there. But Liam Smith, uh, Ryan Edwards, Charlie Mulgrew, Scott McMahon, Emin Iskinen, Harks, Sybil made his debut, one of the three that have signed that were able to play. Um, Young Erch, Rory McLeod, and Tony Watt. So on paper, based on what you could see on the bench, probably the, one of the strongest team. Nicky Clark obviously has got the wee argument in there. Uh, but it was probably the strongest he could put out. And I was like, you, yeah, I thought there'd be wholesale changes for both teams. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But uh, I mean, as, as I say, like when you when you get to the end of the game and you look at all the subs made, then th- there was, but I just thought they would maybe just stay a half and then the boys would come off and then the, the second half, another hell team would come on. But it wasn't that be that way. Uh, and like, again, speaking to people after the game, they were maybe looking, in my opinion, looking at that a wee bit too much, thinking, kind of, we were, we were this, we were that yesterday. We we, we weren't, a, we weren't really up to much. It's the first. It was the but well, in of the first games. It's a friendly. Like bear in mind, the players just got back from Spain at half five the night before. Now I'm not saying they're going to be jet lagged, but might have duty free. Probably, probably on the the body and then the. The duty free Toblerone <laughs> as well, no doubt. We should be sponsored by Toblerone, Rondo. Uh, 
Ah, so it's it was just a run out, you know. It was absolutely roasting. Sunderland are, are a decent team. Uh, they're a big club, massive club, and yeah, like if if this had been like a game that meant something, then I could probably sit here and criticize a number of things. Like, and we might even get to some to a stage where we're criticizing a couple of things, but it was a friendly. So I'm I'm I think I'm on moan about this week, Rondo. Moaned about ah, I don't want to moan about this. Let's talk That's about what the I'm goals. The goals. Well, like just just before uh, their first goal, I thought the were keeper he had uh, a decent save. He had a very good save, and then obviously uh, I think I think all round like it was poor defending for the first goal. Like we let a cross in, no like we. Uh, the keeper he's, he's he's got to do better. But in my opinion, he's got to do better. He's got to come out. And he, he did get, a, I'm not sure if he got a palm to it or if he got a, a fist to it, but he's got to, he's got to do better. Like you kind of just tip it a wee bit. Of, if you're going to get a fist to it, try and wallop it out, out the box at least. He's he's tipped it over the head of like the oncoming striker and maybe a couple of his defenders. And then it's landed perfectly for the boy following up for Sunderland. And he, well, he couldn't have missed, could he? He couldn't have missed. So uh, it was a, uh, it was a shitty goal to lose. That was a shitty goal to lose. Uh, and uh, the second goal, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like, and I've I've watched the back a couple of times as well. And can the topic in like I, I, I took my my ass along to the snug last night, and the topic in the snug last night was kind of was fault. Was it was it the keeper's fault? Was it Mulgrew's fault? It's probably a bit of both. I think like. I, I don't know what Mulgrew's doing uh, when he's just turning and leathering the bar back. Were you actually looking to see where the keeper is? However, in his defence, he's probably not expecting the keeper to be in conversation with somebody on the halfway line at that stage. It was it was just bizarre. It was absolutely... You must have got a great view. While I was sitting yesterday, I thought, I wonder if that's on target. And then you see it for the camera angle and you're like, Christ, that was always going in. Like, I, I didn't know if it was on target until it was in. What an absolute shambles of a goal to lose. Like if you're, it pissed me off the other season when Shanklin scored for a similar distance and I couldn't actually be there to witness it in the flesh. I tell you about it though. You, you spoil it. And to actually see Charlie Mulgrew try to recreate that goal in his own bloody net, then pff, I, I didn't can. I just didn't, I, I didn't can what I was seeing. I just didn't get it. I thought it was piss poor all around. But it was a friendly. Let's let's get it out of the way there and no doing this in league games and cup games and certainly no in Europe uh, for the games that are coming up. And uh, we got an an hour of Craig Sibbald as well. His first start and again, no played much football again. He only just come in and got a little bit. But uh, again, a different type of midfielder that we had. I thought he thought he was fine. Thought he settled in the game. Fine. Loved smashing the boy as well. Quite like I was, I was a big fan of that. Uh, and again, he'll get. Yeah. You can see he'll get better as well. Quick, tidy in possession. Wants to go past the boy as well. Not just the midfielder. Just wants to pass it other time. Mm-hmm. He was kind yeah. of trying to take yeah. on and a wee bit of dig as well at times. But again, still early doors. But still a good hour in his legs, I suppose. Yeah, and that and that's. I mean, that's all it was about for me. Certainly yesterday, like you've. You, you can't you kind of play absolutely garbage in these games. You've got to have some sort of shape, some sort of rhythm of what you're trying to do, some sort of game plan. But like it's just about getting fitness. And 
to your point about Sybil, I thought he'd done all right. Mm-hmm. But I can remember thinking 25 minutes in, because he'd just, he just done, he'd had the bye, he'd maybe lost it and he was trying to get it back. I just thought, he looks absolutely knackered. But it's it's maybe a result of like the training, the heat yesterday, like it was absolutely boiling yesterday. I was at, I was at Tanadice yesterday putting sun cream on. Uh, now that has never happened and it'll probably never happen again. Uh, so it was Wouldn't have happened if you're in your normal set. Uh, no, it might have. It might have. But it would have been later on in the game when the sun moves around. Mm. And you were uh, in the front uh, row. I mean, you're not even at the back where there's shade. Nah. You were right in the firing line. I mean, bring on the summer football on, though. That's what I say. Oh, God. But Sybil, Sybil done all right. Sybil done all right. There was a few of them that done all right. Rory McLeod, he, he was just doing shuttle runs a day. Like, he wasn't getting any change with anybody. Let's talk he, about Young Arch. I thought Young Arch was the, the standout for us yesterday. I, um, I think, like, I don't know who got man of the match, or if uh, there even was a man of the Yeah, one of the mascots picked it, and they picked Ryan Edwards. Because right, I think so that was their favourite player. Gotta be. Got, like, Edwards wasn't bad, but I, I thought Young Arch, he never had. Uh, he, he always looked positive when he got oh, the bar. Yeah. He really, he really misplaces a pass. He had a good shot in the second half. Ah, like he, he just, he stood out for me. Uh, How many times and, have we said old head, young shudders? Yeah, yeah. He, he just, he just, he never lets you down. You know, like for somebody that that's not played that often, somebody that I don't know, can I don't know, can how much or where he is in the manager's thoughts. Like we'll not know that until the start of the season, I suppose. But like. He, you view him as a first-team squad player more than you view him as a first-team like Levitt. You think of Levitt, you're like, he's any of the first names on the team sheet. Young Arts, you're like, well, no shit, he should be in around the squad. But on yesterday's performance, I thought I thought he was excellent. And uh, I, th- I felt our second-best player was probably a subby that came on uh, by the name of Matthew Cujo. Mm. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Like he, He's exciting. You know, he gets the bye. He, he wants to tap boys on. He's good at it. I think I think a lot of defenders get lured into the fact that they look at him and think this boy's about four foot eight. Like I'll just go and bump him off the bar, but it's it's not as easy as that. He's quite strong. He's clearly got great ball control as well, uh, and he's he's like, he put in a tackle. I kind of got penalised for it, but he worked back. He tracked back. He got he got a foot in. Can he wasn't a shirk in any of that sort of responsibility for that side of the game. Uh, so I'd like to see more of him as well. Yeah. But for a friendly, eh, like these two boys might not play much during the season. You, you just didn't know at this stage. Uh, it's very, very hard to tell. But from what we saw yesterday, they two, they two were a couple of the the, the bright sparks of the day. Yeah, I think if you're looking as well, that obviously trying to need a bit more depth in there as well. But when you're looking at, you know, when Levitt comes back in, Sybil's up to speed. Harks is probably up to speed. That's his first ninety, I think, for um, since he was probably injured. You know, young arches in there, maybe an armored fielder comes in as well. So you're thinking a wee bit of depth you know, against it because I think what you find is when there's only maybe three midfielders, there's it's a wee bit like when we said about Jamie Robson and no hitting any competition, you get really complacent. I think mm. maybe if you build that with good players and you've got boys like Mikasin gets left out one week or Sybil gets left out one week or whatever, they'll be it chomping to come in. And if you've got players that then you can, there's no drop in level when they come in, they give 100%, he plays this way, he plays another way, and it might be case, depending on what game it is, but I just thought the whole game yesterday that he was on the park, Mikasin for me was the was the standout, 
Like I say, he doesn't hide. He's really aware of where he is, what space he's got. Can can play a pass, can take the ball for a run. Dead, just can all take junk shutters. It's a pure yeah. joy to watch at times. Yeah, and I say, no, took a is. shot outside the box. We should do that, Mayor. I can. Well, there, there was a an occasion in the. Oh, the second half and Craig Sibbald he, he took the bar forward and you're thinking just hit it, mm. hit it. and then he fell but, yeah. but then I can't if Lee Harvey Oswald was sitting up next to you yesterday at the game but there was a sniper that took Sibbald out mm. and then the bar fell to Harks just outside the box and again I'm thinking just hit it and he finally the boot with it and like, we never even got a shot away we probably ended up still with possession of the mm. bar but what about it we're keeper we just I don't know if we're still in the mindset of we're trying to walk the ban or or what uh, like my, my, my one major criticism for yesterday and it's only a friendly so it's it's no big deal just now uh, hopefully it's not a, a worrying trend but I didn't feel like we we created all that much until the game got a bit splintered we are the subbies coming on like for, for us and for them uh, that usually upsets the rhythm of the game and, and the flow of the, the match as well uh, but we as I say like Tony Watt he didn't really he put in a couple of crosses but again maybe it's just me Ronda I don't want him being the boy putting the crosses in I want him being the boy that boys are crossing the bar too because there was one stage in the first half he's got the bar in the wing and he's crossing it and you're like you've got Rory McLeod uh, in the box there like he's Nihe a grasshopper like he's not going to win unless it's the most perfect pinpoint accurate cross he's not going to get it he's just not going to win that cross so I, I would prefer him being in the box, but again, it's it's nothing new, is it? We didn't really, we weren't pulling up trees last season uh, in a creative sense, and that that would be the one slight worry for yesterday. That again, we we didn't seem to create that much. I think it was obviously pretty gutting for everyone that Levitt was out and Stephen Fletcher missed it. Yeah, he's got a bit of a yeah, fine. You just, just want to see him, eh? You just want to see them. Aye, and again, the thing is. You're glad these things happen in pre-season. You know, mm-hmm. again, you don't want to end you out, but, you know, hopefully they can both feature at least next week at Fleetwood because I think Fletcher will give you a different dimension up front. It gives you a touch as well. And yeah. then, well, I can what Levitt can do. You know what I mean? Ahan. 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 Ahan and anything. But <laughs> he shoots for outside the box. <laughs> That's one thing he does. Uh, only scores world, world days. Doesn't score tap ins. Doesn't score tap ins. How was the referee yesterday? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Still hate United. That's probably, yeah, probably. But like again, it's just it was a friendly. I was just I was just basking in the sunshine, happy to be back. Uh, I wasn't a, I wasn't a keeping like a close eye too much on the ref. I thought I I did notice a lot of shirt pulling for the Sunderland players. Like every they were grabby as hell. I think grabby. that's a word. I don't know if that's a word, but they were grabby. Uh, but uh, they seem to get away with it all the time. Like Rory, Rory McLeod was getting pulled out of the place. J- just in general, they were doing it all the time. It didn't matter if it was their defenders or attackers. They were just they were being quite physical with it, and they got away with it a lot. But like, I'm, I'm not saying that that's that that's no contribute to us losing two 0 Like that's not a day with it. But perfect that I, I kind of think of the ref mark and any howling else is a major decision yesterday. New Pez. New Pez. For years, Rondo, right, I used to stay pretty close to Scott Brothers, the butcher, on Strathmartin Road. And uh, you can me, I can my way around a pair. 
and I frequented that place very, very frequently. And I always thought, I wish United would just get Scottish pairs because Scottish pairs are tremendous. Like, in my opinion, they're tremendous. And uh, I got my pair yesterday. It was steak and gravy. I ate it. Absolutely delicious. And then you sent me that thing saying, United's pairs uh, this season will be supplied by Scottish. So it was, that was like, it makes sense. Like, it makes absolute perfect sense. That was a Scottish pair just there. And that's how I enjoyed it so much. Uh, so, ah, like, it's still... I don't think the prices went up. I think the prices were still the same for last season. I don't know if that's that's going to be the way it is moving forward. I hope so, because they're still expensive for a bloody pair. Uh, but uh, it was absolutely delicious yesterday. So I could see me maybe maybe buying some scran at these home games rather than just saving myself for the away games. wonder if there's any chilli and cheese on the hot dogs yet. Yeah, that's... No chance. Absolutely no chance. No, absolutely no. Uh, Fleetwood away is the final pre-season match. That is uh, next Saturday. Uh, at the time of recording, there was tickets still available because we got an extra allocation of tickets. They might be gone by the time this episode comes out. But you can check. There's a link on the United website, dundeeunitedfc.co.uk, uh, and you buy them through Fleetwood Town's website. So that is next week. Um, we mentioned it, Craig Sibyl signed up on a two-year deal this week. We obviously mentioned last week that he was very much looking like it was going to happen, so that's over the line for two years. Uh, it looks like Mark Birrigiti is going to be the new goalie. Uh, Jamie McGrath's heavily linked as well still. Uh, men- names mentioned this week, Graham Shinney, Jordan Jones, and Jack Ross after the game yesterday. He's looking for four more players. No, including the goalie, I believe. So McGrath plus three, needed. It's needed. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's hard to argue with that, but it's uh, it just. Uh, I mean, it depends who they bring in. I suppose like the the players that we've been linked with on the face of it, they're all good players. Uh, whether or not they would, uh, obviously, the keeper. I don't. I don't know anything about him. Uh, Jamie McGrath. Yeah, he's he's highly rated. Jordan Jones. I remember him for his time at Kelly. He was good for Kelly. And then he went to Rangers and he absolutely blew it in an old firm game, did he? Kicked somebody foolishly, got sent off, and that was the last of him. No idea where he is these days. And uh, Graham Shinney, he was an alright player at Aberdeen. Where's he now, Derby? Uh, Jordan Jones, Graham Shinney, Jamie McGrath, all at Wigan. They're all at Wigan? Yeah. Okay, what are Wigan just in like a fire cell? Well, it seems that way. Seems that and, way. And weird man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh well. I'd be surprised if Graham Shinney comes up here given the rumoured money that he's on. Yeah, but they'll all be on like more than what we would be prepared to pay, I would suggest. Mm. Like Wigan, are they, what are they the championship these days? It must be. They'll be playing, like Sunderland will be playing big money for their players as oh. well. Like the, these boys will be on a wage. Uh, but if they're, wanting, if they're wanting guaranteed game time, then kind of, if they're not going to get up where they are, they can maybe... United could maybe offer it to them. So, ah, I just hope that if we do get more business done, we'll get it done really soon, Rondo. You, you don't want to wait until the end of the transfer window. And if that's what happens, then there's not much anybody can do about it. But to give ourselves the best chance, we'll get in a good start. Or oh, performing in Europe. Or oh, actually getting through to the latter stages of the Premier Sports Cup. You want all these players brought in like as soon as possible. Get them... Like gelled in with the rest of the squad, get them up to speed, fitness wise, as well as like 
camaraderie with the other the other guys that are already there. You, you just want it to happen ASAP. And like I, I'm sure Tony Asgar and Mark Ogren are probably wanting that as well. Like it's I'm make, I'm maybe making it sound a wee bit too simplistic. Well, just go and bring them in. Uh, there's obviously a lot that goes into it, but like it's we do need them in, and we do need them in fairly soon. I would say. Yeah, again, if if they were to get a couple in and you maybe added one near the end of the window once the league started, I'm never usually overly against that. But again, if we were to get business done, the good, the, the good thing it's been is probably fans, when we look at who we've added so far, you are thinking, well, I'm glad we've no went out and signed an Andy Considine and stuff like that because we've waited and got the targets and whatever. And then obviously a goalie that's come out in a place and then you're thinking, well... He's obviously done all right in the league. They're paying a fee for him, stuff like that. It's he's obviously the man that they want, and he'll come in, hopefully make a difference. Jim McGrath, good player. I've seen a lot of him when he was up here. Obviously, um, plays a number of positions. If you're bringing in our three, what positions are you bringing in? I still think we need a backup centre half, unless he's playing my two. But then somebody's missing it. I still think you need a backup there. Yeah, well, like the defence yesterday it wasn't a great. And I can't, it's, it's only one game, it's early in the season, but I thought we looked a wee bit slow, a wee bit laboured. So, yeah, like if you're if you're basing it on that, then I would suggest that we'll probably do need uh, a backup down that, that area. Midfield, like a creative spark, like we've said it for, oh, I don't know, can, the past 17 years or something, we need, we need something uh, going forward. Uh, and like maybe even a winger. Now I know that that Cujo, he, people might think, well, we could put him put on the wing. Like he, to me, he, he's no like a, a stereotypical winger. He's not going to get the bar, bit a man, and swing the ball. No many teams even play like that these days, I suppose. But I would like, I would like to to see a winger brought in because Fletcher's a big, a big presence up there nowadays. Uh, so I don't know what to revert to being a long ball team, but. You know what? If, if that's what makes us successful, then crack on, uh, play to our strengths. So yeah, we'll, we'll probably need something all over the park. But we're, we're going to be bringing in this this goalkeeper, so that that looks like it's a done deal. Uh, maybe a defender, midfielder, and like a winger or something. Mm. But who knows what what names are on the list on uh, Tony Oscar's what? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we pan out between now and the start of the season for sure. Uh, players leaving confirmed this week. Uh, Callum Butcher's left. He's went and re-signed for Burton mm-hmm. Albion, team he was at before. And I kind of just want to make a mention, just echo actually a post that I seen that Alan Fisher made uh, in terms that, you know, now that Butcher's away. Um, and he was saying that I hope people remember the contribution that him, Mark Connolly and Mark Reynolds made in dragging United out the depths. You know, they might never make Hall of Fame, but hugely important players at a difficult time. And it's it's so true. Like when they come in, they gave such a difference to the squad. They brought experience that we needed and they weren't scared to, you know, do the dirty work on the park, can put their heads in where it hurts and lead the team out of what <laughs> shite we were in, especially yep. for that. And obviously, listen, they're all, obviously, Mark Conley's still on loan, still a United player, you know, um, Mark Reynolds wasn't going to be getting a game, was professional around the place till he left, and obviously there's stuff, rumoured stuff that's went on with Butch in the background, but on the park, you kind of take away what they tried. Yes, 
He had daft moments at time. Yes, there was odd games, Reynolds, Conley, and they would all have bad games. But over the piece, what they offered and getting us where we are now, can it be overlooked? Can it be overlooked? Not at all. They, they played a massive part in getting us out that stinking championship. Uh, that, that can never be taken away from them. And at that stage, uh, like you could look back. If, if, if we cement ourselves in the top league, which is what we all want to be, to be doing it like and if you look back in a few years you might look down on that team and think oh, well, but the boys wouldn't get a game in this team but at that stage and at that time like we were looking at boys like Mark Dernan called Donaldson and other boys that were just absolutely loud man you know so when we got Reynolds in and then Connolly came in these guys were leaders on and off the park uh, and and they brought they brought with them an attitude that everybody well when we had them on the podcast they, I think it was they three that were the captains. So they set a standard off the park. You know, they held people accountable for for sometimes daft things at training and and on the park for things that were a necessity. You know, you had to be switched on. You had to have the right attitude to go out there and win games. So they played a massive part in getting our club back to where we all wanted it to be. So that'll, that'll never be forgotten. Certainly no by me and clearly no by Big Alan Fisher. Uh, but as for Butch leaving, it's... Uh, it's it's a, it's a bit of a and obviously it's no surprise to anybody that, that follows United. It, it looks like it was been in the pipeline for a number of months now. Uh, but I, I quite like Butch. I like Butch and, and what he gave to the team. I think the fact that a lot of opposition teams, like they didn't really like when their team came up against them, I think that tells you something. And no, no, because he was anything close to like an on resin yesterday or nothing, but he was just the sort of player that your team doesn't enjoy playing against because you'll you'll get stuck in, you know, you'll make it difficult for the opponents. Uh, and when we used him last season at centre half, he was outstanding for us as well, you know. So that's like to go a wee bit further back to your point about we need another defender. And well, that's one of the reasons, you know, we've lost Butch. Maybe could have got away with no bringing in another defender if we still had Butch. Uh, but to lose him and Lewis Nielsen, then. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, you would definitely need to replace that somewhere uh, within the squad. But I think it now leaves us just with a team of guys that are just a, like pure football players. Like Butcher, if, if we were, if this was an ice hockey podcast, we'd be saying, well, he was, he's were enforcer. I don't know if we've got anybody that, that's got that sort of, that attitude, that air about them within the, the current squad now, you know? Somebody that when there's a bad foul made on a teammate, they're right over, they're in the boy's face, they're in the ref's face saying a word and saying, here, what's going on? You, you, you better be booking him or sending him off and maybe even hear a word in the boy's ear saying, right, that's your card's marked. Uh, you'll be going in the air in about the next five minutes, mate. We didn't hear anybody like that. Nobody like that at all. And you maybe didn't get away with that that much in football these days, but me personally, I like having a guy like that in my team. Uh, just for when the going gets tough, especially in Scottish football, because the amount of times that games turn into a bit of a battle, a bit of a war of attrition. And I think boys like Butcher are suited to that sort of game. So I'd like to see him replaced in some way, uh, almost a like for like. I think that was where, I don't know if there was any real interest in Gogic, but I could see why, uh, if there was interest, then it was almost like for like. He was that sort of player that does all the dirty work. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if we do replace him with somebody that's of a similar nature to Butcher. Yeah, there was another name uh, that was thrown about. It was the uh, a dolphin used to be at Hamilton as well. Could play the 
to uh, position. So that would maybe be an interesting as well. Um, but yeah, Callum Butcher off to Burton Albion, his derby double, uh, an absolute highlight for many Arabs in the second 6-2 victory. Dare I ask if the loan report's back this week? The loan report is back, Rondo. It's back. And it's going to start over the water once more, as it always does. And it's with Mark Connolly at Dundalk. So the SSE Airtricity Player of the Month for June, Mark Connolly, along with his Dundalk side, were away to St. Patrick's on Friday evening. They had been hoping for a win, but had to settle for a draw on the night. St. Patrick's took an early 15th minute lead, and it took until the 77th minute before Dundalk would level the scores. Connolly played the whole match, and the result kept his side in second place in the league, albeit nine points behind Shamrock Rovers. Jack Newman at Peterhead. Jack went on loan last week and made his debut for Peterhead in the televised Premier Sports Cup tie against Aberdeen. Jack put in a man-of-the-match performance in that one, but couldn't prevent the mutton molesters from running out 2-0 winners on the day. He won a watch during the week, however, as he was in Spain with United, as his loan side were absolutely scalped 6-0 by Wraith. On to Saturday then, and he was back between the sticks for the Blue Toon, but it was to be another 2-0 defeat, this time at home to Dumbarton. He's had a decent game, but his side haven't been helped by having to play the whole of the second half with a man less. Why was this a hairy ass, Rondo? Well, a certain Paul Dixon was red-carded just on half-time for Peterhead. Completely out of character, that one. The Academy lads. The Academy boys headed down to Manchester to take part in a tournament through the week. They didn't win it, but along the way they did defeat the mighty Bayern Munich 1-0, as well as drawing one all with Man United. Well played, lads. That's not bad at all, isn't it? That is not bad at all. Uh, the Community Trust, uh, we mentioned that they had the uh, Europe night on uh, Friday night, which seems to have been an absolute success as well. Lots of things happening there. There was buffets, there was bands, there was raffles and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, you could have won the new strip in a raffle, by the way, Paul. So there you go. Um, would have been a medium. The next event uh, coming up that involves the Community Trust is an evening with still game star Paul Riley at the Hegarty Suite. And Tanner Dice, it's on Friday the 5th of August. Uh, you'll get behind-the-scenes stories for Still Game. There's a Q&A. Uh, there's a meet-and-greet as well, plus live music. Tickets, 25 quid, with a fiver for every ticket sale going to the Community Trust. So if you are heading along to that, and you're uh, not a United fan, thanks very much for your money. And if you are, uh, let's say five quid of the tickets go to the Community Trust, which is great. Uh, we mentioned it last week. Uh, we're very excited to be involved. A tiny, tiny part in Smile coming back for 2023. Uh, the Dundee United Supporters Foundation's uh, night at the Rep next year. Uh, they're having a bit of a, uh, a, a kind of bit of a foundation loving. If you're a member, you can go along, you can see the show. And they're billing us two for the price of one, but we're basically just getting tagged on the end of it to ask some questions of absolute legends, people with, be people with better standing than us, but we're dead excited for it. And we'll be recording that part live uh, as well, and that'll go out maybe the, the following Sunday or whatever. We've not worked that totally yet what we're doing, but we'll be part of it, and uh, hopefully there'll be some legends along and maybe the... Uh, the guy that plays Gem and stuff like that as well. But we're looking forward to that. Details all on the Supporters Foundation website at dusf.scot. Uh, the 50-50s, no back just now. The United Lottery though, Paul. Now, we've not mentioned this for a little while, 
because Nineveh are ever winning and it kind of annoys us, right? So I was looking into putting in the details for it. Anytime I go to check it, it comes up on my computer. Your connection's not private. Ooh. So I can't tell you what's going on. I can't tell you what's won any money or uh, how you can enter or what, how, what the jackpot's at. I can't tell you. So if anybody else can, can fix the, uh, the, the, the the security settings or something, then we might be able to get it. But anyway, 50-50 uh, will be back a bit later on as well. Uh, United Lorry is still going on as well, and all the funds go to help support the academy. Ah. <sighs> Let's move on. On this day. Now, it's pre-season, so it's always pretty shite, right? So, it's a bit of a light one. Friendly is no worth mentioning, but I've got two signings for you. And we've got six last year. I've only got two this week for you. 2009, Damien Castellanovo. I mean, what a contribution that man made to the history of our club. Uh, need to say any more. We all know. Exactly what I'm referring to. So yeah, that's that's a that's a, a check. That's a positive. Okay, you take that positive, and you just decide what to do with this in. Nineteen ninety-five. First name Neil. Surname Caldwell. You know, Caldwell. Is that another guy that was tasked with Mark and Andy McLaren in the 1994 Cup final and got rinsed, got damn near ruined by, well, by Andy Boy? His, uh, his certainly has done the United career, wasn't up to much. Nah, nah. Nah, it's, uh, it's a bit meh, to be mm, honest with you. So absolutely. he certainly need Damien Castellanovo. Now, one hit and one miss there. Uh, before we finish off, uh, we said it all last week, but the reaction to Morris Malpass has been brilliant, and it? it's been great fun to read, and everyone's yeah. quite enjoyed that interview. And what a gentleman! Yeah, no, it was quite, like obviously we we recorded it a while back. So, and I've said this many times, like when I'm sitting in the same room as these guys, I might take it in in the moment, but I'm I've got a memory like a sieve, so I kind of forget what the hell has been said, unless something's really funny or whatever. It might stick in my mind, but it was. Uh, it was great listening back to it last week. Uh, there's so many good parts of it. One of them that sticks in my mind is when we Jim came back in the changing room after a game and said, well, well done. You got man of the match today for the other team. Uh, and then getting told how how many times he got told, well, you'll, you'll not play for this club again. Uh, that That's you're no coach for this team again. You're not getting back on the bus to go to, to get him. So, so many stories. And he just... He, like I could just picture Malpass taking it all in his stride, whereas some boys would crumble again. Tell that all the time. Uh, it was just the the make the man, and I think he obviously he, he owes a lot of that to his father, who he he mentioned in the interview as well, saying that's that's where he got his principles and whatever face. So it was such a great listen, such a great listen, and these guys never never cease to amaze the, uh, their humility, how down to earth they are, like. Uh, this is this is uh, an actual this is true this is what happened like Ronnie came up to my house the day that Malpass was coming up and I'm standing looking at my windy and I turned around when I seen Malpass and I says to Ronnie there's Malpass there's Malpass and I'm like a wee fanboy when I see these guys no in front of them missed times uh, but just when I see them walking up 
the stairs to come into the door fox headquarters it's it's unbelievable like, I, we we kind of believe that we get to speak to these boys and for them to to be so nice so down to earth they say never meet your heroes like me and ron have met a few of them and not one of them has been a let down every one of them has been absolutely brand new and what, Malpass was no different what about when the goalie barred them amazing and then bindi's mattress out the windy <laughs> then you had to come they back in with you like now th- that's something that happened no far off 40 years ago and like no, no really many people can that story so he's he's came on and he's tell us about it and like we've been able to bring that to life for thousands of people to listen to it's it's class you know it just adds another layer to what what fans think of these guys uh and we, we kind of think much more highly at boys like Malpass, Heggy, Brewster, Sturrock and that, but it's fantastic. I kind of, it's never boring speaking to these people. It never gets old, never gets tired. Kind of wait a day again sometime. Yeah, it's a lot of fun as well. And you always need to set a wee bit of time aside as well. Like half an hour's not long enough. You need a good couple of, I mean, no, sometimes people coming, oh, it's a bit of a slog the day, but I think everyone got through it, whether it was in stages or some people are still probably completing it as well, but just great and you had I think I said it last week but you had certainly there was more stories in it than I thought because it's just the way we don't know how it goes we've got a basic with these games happening and then these stories come out the goalie break these ribs yeah even even uh, like he's, he's stagged out and then he's wedding he oh. got married the, the day after playing for Scotland uh, against France in, in France absolutely mental uh, they're just incredible stories that that we are fortunate enough to to be a part of and to get get them told to us, uh, and long may that continue. If we can get some more legends on, uh, if you're listening, Davy, you can. I'm speaking to you, but we'll see. Know you, Davy Bowman. We'll hear you in a bit. Know you. <laughs> He's promised not to swear as much as Brian Welsh, isn't he? Well, I mean, that, that's an easy promise to keep. <laughs> as long as every third word's a swear word, then you're still you're still less than Welsh. Yeah. Absolutely incredible, but no, it was brilliant to speak to Morris Malpass for episode 150 last week. Right, set your alarms. Monday, 1pm is the European draw. We'll find out where we are heading, who we'll be playing in that third round. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. You can grab some merch, dodefoxpodcast.com. Do have a great week, stay safe, and don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. Hey.